Mic check, mic check. Mic check, mic check. Cheers, man. Cheers, bro. Oh, yes, sir. What are we drinking tonight, Jay? We got that journeyman. Michigan the, distiller. Brought it out from the, brought the rye to the, uh, mm. to, to the table today. I do like the rye. I, I don't normally like a rye straight, but their rye is, it's, I mean, it says last featherbone rye whiskey because it can't be a bourbon. Correct. It's rye. But, um, ooh, what was that noise? Just my computer making sure there's no <laughs> virus. No virus checks, bro. <laughs> oh, there's a virus. There's definitely a virus in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, they're uh, located in Michigan, which, you know, it's another bit of proof that you can have great whiskey outside of uh, the, uh, you know, whiskey belt, bourbon belt. Down yeah. There. But um, shout out to Journeyman for the love. Shout out to Journeyman, man. This week's been a little bit of a roller coaster. <laughs> man, I don't know. I don't even know what's going I, you know, sometimes I don't want to listen to the news because you just kind of, you get a little bit depressed when you see all the stuff that's, you know, being portrayed to you as bad. But, man, you, you look at what's going on in, like, Maui. Uh and you just, you got to watch somebody because you got to remember that people are going through some shit, you know? I know. And it's funny you say that because when, <clears throat> when we are going through disasters, that's when you have to depend on people. Yeah. You have to depend on community, um, support. And, you know, I'm with you because I think, uh, I just saw this great post. Um, I forget the real name of the guy that played Dwight on. Oh. Shroot, Dwight Shroot. Yeah. On The Office. On The Office. He's a uh, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Anyway. Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, Rain. Ryan. Anyway. Yeah. Rain. Uh, Rain? No. I don't want to murder yeah. his name. But uh, he was referring to someone and he was like pointing, saying that the person was like, don't you do it. Don't you fall into cynicism. Don't you start getting cold and thinking, well, that's the world. This is the way things are. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because the moment you do that is the moment you stop fighting because you think, why bother? Yeah. And then you make excuses for why nothing gets done because everything's shit. Yeah. And then you don't think there's any hope left. You have control. And you can do something. Yeah. You can do something. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right, man. And um, you got to, unfortunately, yeah, you got to just pick yourself up. But and that's the beautiful part about those moments is that you can see like people helping each other. Yeah. You think about all these disasters, you know, yeah, when you see somebody help somebody else, there's, so I'm going to butcher it. <clears throat> there's these three levels of, um, positive hormone production. And it's like, when you do something good for someone, it releases like serotonin in your body. When, you do that to somebody else, it releases a certain amount of like dopamine into the body. Yeah. So it's a little bit different of the hormone. I'm getting it butchered, but, um, and it makes them feel good in a different way than it makes you feel good doing it. But then when the most powerful and when all three are released into the body is when somebody else witnesses somebody do something good for somebody else, that person's hormones go through the roof. And so 
to your point, man, when you see somebody like help a neighbor out or help a community in need out and you see the humanity that can be, you're like, okay, that's what it should be. And it gives you hope. And then you just keep, and that's what you need sometimes. And I think, you know, for anybody out there watching what's going on in, in Maui this week, I think that's the positive message out of it, right? Like there are people in that community that are going to step up for other people that need it and they will, and they will come back and they'll rebuild. It may not be exactly the same because who could ever have imagined all that beautiful natural landscape being, you know, taken away, but they will, um, you know, most likely they will understand that that's mother nature and that they know that like that can't happen because they respect the land so much, you know, they, well, fuck man. I mean, they have volcanoes on some of those. Yeah. Islands, so yeah. this I mean, isn't, <clears throat> we're not playing around here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're warriors. They're yeah. like, yeah, we survived, yeah. you know, really intense and hard things. And I think that's a testament to humanity as a whole. Like we are a combination of peace and violence and love and hate and all these things. And when you see the flow of our energy going into a positive place, you see fucking amazing things. Yeah. And when you see clashes <clears throat> in our our personalities and temperaments, you see some of the things that disappointed us through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So you know, and then we keep moving forward. Like things continue to move forward. Yeah. I think you, that <clears throat> brings up what I think we want to talk about this week is like the relationships that you build with people. Yeah. And like that. I would even say <clears throat> the totality, like the positive and negative right. relationships that you build with yeah. people in your lifetime. Yeah. And at different times in your life, how the relationship is different. It's based on something different. Yeah. Like when you're young, you're like in your twenties and that relationship is based on just having the best fucking time of your life in a bar. If you don't know how, if you don't have a good time, man, you can't hang out with me. Yeah. That's it. Period. And you're just, you're pretty, uh, stress less looking back on it. Oh yeah. I mean, there wasn't much stress in, I, I understand that kids are going through a lot of stress these days. Because of what's happening, but when my when we were growing up, when you're in your twenties, <clears throat> we I we definitely didn't have as much stress as the kids these days in their t- early twenties. I like agree. You look you. at these kids. I think if we if we had gone through college with social media and cell phones or smartphones, I should say yeah. smartphones. I think our experiences would be different. I think how we would present ourselves would be different. Um, to your point, I think the youth, uh, and their social scene right now is probably unlike any Anything. social scene you've ever seen yeah. because they it's know not where only their the combination of all the time, social media, but it's also like the last three years you were in a fucking pandemic. So yeah. what kind of social life is that? Yeah. So yeah, they must were like, literally, and how many of those parents, no judgment whatsoever, because that was the time when those kids needed contact with something yeah. and they weren't allowed to have contact. Yeah. It wasn't like you chose to not let them see their Correct. friends. It was forced upon you. And so these kids have no connection to their friends that they have just started building. Like if you're 12, 13, 14 years old and you're just starting to build these relationships or you're going into high school just for the first time. Yeah. And then that's taken away as a parent. You're like trying to let help them stay in contact with, their friends 
somehow, some way. And so you're buying cell phones probably at like 10 or 11 yeah. or, you know what I mean? And so now to they're giving some kind of social experience, Yeah, but now they have it. And now they're, this is what they do and this oh, is, yeah. they're on their phone and <clears throat> they're sending TikTok videos. They're sending Snapchat. They're doing all, all this communication is being done through these phones, which the relationship is so different than what we had. It's yeah. like, or even that, how you'd identify your friendship. Yeah. Like, did I get invited? And I guess like when we were young, we, there were probably, I can remember times like hoping I'd be invited to a friend's birthday party totally, and then getting invited and being like, Oh my God. And most of the time everybody got invited yeah. back then. It wasn't that big a group of kids. Like nowadays there's like, you have to throw a party for your 12 year old and there's like 50 freaking people there. Totally. And you're like, <laughs> what happened here? So <clears throat> my point is like, <clears throat> you never really knew, uh, if like Eddie and Chris were playing together on a Saturday, right? <clears throat> you know, the birthday party is a different thing. Everybody gets invited. But then that one like weekend where you're like, I wonder what Chris did. And then you go to school the next week. It's checking for viruses again. You go to school that next week and you might find out that they like had a sleepover or something. And so, you know, you, then maybe you find out, but you're not, it's not instant, man. They, these kids know exactly what each other are doing. They pink, like drop a pin you know, they can basically find my iPhone or whatever. And they know there's an app, I think that they can like, see who's hanging out with who. Yeah. It's weird. Well, then I guess that would probably then dictate <clears throat> the depth in your relationships or your friendships. Right. So you have some friendships that are probably like, I only hang out with these kids at school, but maybe I only have like three friends I would hang out with yeah. outside of school. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas like also, you know, you have the friends that you have at work and then you're like, Oh, they're the best people to be around at work, but you don't want to take it out of the the office or the right. workplace. Cause you're like, it's a different beast. Well, yeah. And, and you, you know, sometimes you want to keep it professional. Like you don't, oh, want, yeah. you've seen those times when people try to take the, like, you know, it, it goes too far and you're like, well, that went a little too far. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's the hard thing, right? Is that, uh, I'm a big believer that you're a reflection of your friendships like, yeah. or the, what is it? The five closest people that you see on a regular basis, you kind of represent the collection of them all. Yeah. And, uh, Cause you, it would make sense, right? Because you think it's about like their qualities that you have somehow picked up. It's like, no, you attract who you are. Yeah. Like you're going to attract more people to you based on just being yourself because they like who you are. And so they probably have certain qualities that are similar or same. So it's like you're, you are a collective of yeah. those five even if you, some, you know, you're lucky if you got five close people, it could be like, Fucking those are my right. five people. Yeah. But as you say, especially that, our age, I oh, mean, 100%. back in the day in college, you had like 10, especially if you played college sports, you had like 20, totally. you could walk in a bar and you'd be like, oh, there's all my buddies. Now you, I mean, very few times in your life, you know, in your forties, do you walk in like, there's a group of your buddies hanging out <laughs> like, and, totally. and like just shooting the shit, you know, right. not making a big deal about it. Yeah. Well, and I, I agree with you because one of the things that comes with that is our growth, right? Like we're not static, the people that we are. So the friendship that you have in college, uh, maybe the visits are fewer and far between. Yeah. Um, just had, uh, one of my old college buddies in town, uh, shout out to Brad Holmes, mm -hmm. uh, visiting and we were sitting there having cigars and it was funny because you know fuck man 
25 years, 25? Yeah. Almost 26 years ago, we were fucking kids, yeah. you know, playing sports. And so we tell stories and he's got four daughters, uh, a lovely wife and, uh, we're and their oldest is going to Cal Berkeley. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, in the fall. That's awesome. Probably like now. <laughs> yeah. Like already left. Yeah. Cause literally all of the, and, uh, she's about to yeah. go start her life. Right. Yeah. Like, and yeah. so, you know, when I met him he had friendships from high school that also came into college i was meeting friends like yeah. this and now you know we don't see each other as often but when we get together it sure is nice yeah um whereas on the and other hand up, like you pick up man yeah like and then nothing left off and then you and i you know we see each other all the time and we're in the mix all the time yeah. and so uh it's effortless friendships as far as like having each other's back to help out with each other's kids and all the things yeah. that go along with that um, but to your point about the work relationships versus like the friendships at our age, I would even say one of the things that I thought I didn't think would be a big deal, but once we had kids and we had friends who also had kids, but they had different parenting styles. Yeah. This is my point about growing is that we were not the same people anymore yeah. or not about the same things. And so yeah. like some of those friendships start to dissipate because of yeah. it. Yeah. Distance can affect yeah. relationship. It's all the same as it would be in an intimate relationship. Yeah. And isn't, I just had to stop you for a second. Yeah. Um, isn't it funny that we all have those friends from like high school that we really enjoyed them in high school, but somehow, some way they just lost their way. Oh yeah. And you come back hometown and like you run into them in a bar you're like, Hey man, how you doing? And you just, you almost hope more for what, you know, they were given, you know what I mean? Like you look at it and you go, man, I did. I wish it wouldn't have ended up that bad. You like that. Oh, way. I know. I have someone in my mind. Yeah. And I agree with you. I, uh, I think usually in those scenarios, um, I think what's always, uh, I want to be careful. I don't want to say painful, but just kind of like you suck through your teeth. Like, damn, I just wish it would have. It's like when you see someone who had a lot of potential. Yeah. You just wonder like to like do pretty amazing things. Even didn't yeah. have to be necessarily like, uh, uh like fame based things or no, no, high no. levels of money no, based like, things, but like a, a, a living that like this one friend of mine, I thought he would have made one of the best fucking teachers you could have ever mm. had had. I thought he had the skill set for it, the patience for it. Um, but you know, life choices and yeah. bad habits. Yeah. And then, and you wonder though, how close you were to, cause at the time you didn't seem that much different from yeah. that person. Like you were play all in, you want. In some ways I still kind of don't like, right. I know that the pieces of me right. that I would say we were the same in some of those ways, 100%. Yeah. And so you're like, I wonder what choice I made differently than that person. Because, yeah. And then, you know, there's some people that say it's a bit of luck, which maybe it is, you know, maybe I'm maybe with you on that. Like opportunity. I mean, to a lot of times you think about luck and if you think about the, the, um, what happens during those processes is that somebody was also aware, like somehow they, there was an opportunity and they took it. They didn't know if it was going to be right or not. They like probably were worried about the decision, but something in their gut told them that's the way to go. And they did it. But then looking back, it kind of looks like luck. 
Yeah. You know, but as you say that, you know, that's our life, right? Yeah. It's one choice after another. Like I say it all the time, you wake up to a completely new day. You haven't, yeah. no one's seen this day before. No right. one's experienced this day before. Right. You are constantly walking into the unknown. And in this day, you're making all these choices to go down this particular road yeah. through the forest, it's trying to be like million choose your own adventures. 100%. In like an hour. Yeah. And, <laughs> but, and then we're all just like colliding with each other. Hey man. Hey, Hey lady. Hey, Hey, Hey young person. Hey old person. <laughs> and then here we are in this collage of madness. Thank God for sports, music, and movies to connect us all. <laughs> That's what a kind good of start, like, not voice. Uh, what kind of uh, music? Food? I mean, uh, food dealer. Yeah, totally. Uh, what kind of movies do you like? Okay, we got you. Okay, good. All right, we we're connected. Here it is. This yeah, is where we're going to go. Yeah, yeah, this is the route right here. Well, and then you get lucky like we did and where we moved into. And um, we have now a group of amazing friends. <laughs> that like I would never have thought I would be able to have amazing friends like I have at this age whom I did not know for 46 years of my life. Agreed. And you just, I mean, like, you're what about to come up on two years yeah. here, right? <clears throat> yeah. We and, just passed a year here. Yeah. And so like you, you stop for a second and you go, well, I mean, it's gotta be a little bit of luck. Oh, Cause dude. like, Man, it just feels like How there's does it no not way. feel yeah. like every single one of these individuals' paths, choices made, etc., was slowly coming into this collision, right? In the middle of the ocean, in the middle of this oasis. <laughs> and next thing you know, we're all like at Ravinia's and there's barbecues and there's Don't tell pool people time. about Ravinia. <laughs> I, it's, it's a treasure. I don't want anybody else to know. And uh and it's just like, I, I don't know, man. I, yeah. I have to say you, I don't know a single person who's not looking for the feeling of home whenever they go off on their own and they're living their life. Like you're trying to rebuild yeah. the sense where you felt the most safe. safe. And if you had a rough uh, upbringing and you have the fortune or the luck to be able yeah. to get out of that, you're also looking for, you know, that sense of what you would hope home yeah. to feel like. Yeah. And some, for some, it's an eternal search, but I feel that we are pretty lucky yeah. to your point that all of these individuals collided here. And now we're sitting here season after season, having yeah. the best time and like making all these new, you know, memories plans for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about really building friendships. Oh, I don't know if we can commit to that. Oh man. If you're, well, you know, what's really boy. hard though. If you're out there, boys, yeah, it's coming. Get ready. Get ready. We want the biggest group costume possible if we can make it happen. Here's a hint. Call Marvel. Start choosing your character now. <laughs> two are already taken. Two are already taken. I want you to guess Don't touch what the it. two are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, you know what the relationships we never talk about, though, which we should, um, is working relationships. Here's what I mean when I say that. Uh, you have work culture. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, a company's culture. Yeah. Um, and within that culture, right, you have clicks or no clicks. You want to have connections, but not too tight of connections. It's this inner web of communication. And I like this person. I don't like this person. Like, I like working with this person. Yeah. And obviously, we know there's like plenty of toxic relationships, poor leadership in relationships, positive relationships, all the nine. And it to me, and I know we always resort back to sports, but I have to say, like, 
when the level of leadership is set according to plan and you have the right team members, you almost think like, I feel pretty confident that everything coming together, people will be on the same page following the common goal. Mm-hmm. And it's humming just like a team. Right. And I'm even going to take it. <laughs> I'm going to take it a step further. Since we're talking about sports football season's coming up. So I feel comfortable talking about this, but one of my all time favorite sports movies is remember the Titans. <laughs> yes. I right. Think- I thought you were going to say uh, the other one, but go ahead. Which one? Any Given Sunday. I mean, it's pretty good. Only because Third. Al Pacino's, spe- Al Pacino's speech, speech is like exactly, yeah. next level. Good. Sorry. So yes, Remember the Titans. Yeah, Remember the Titans as a whole. Ever. And uh, one of the things I like, obviously, is because it deals with issues of race. It's based on a true story. Yep. This is a community that had to come together and figure it out. I love communities coming around sports to yep. kind of like shed some light. And one of the things I love is... Uh, that everyone's competitive. And if it wasn't race, it'd be something else. Right. People are competitive and people get worried about their jobs. People get worried about things. And so I think that oftentimes people act out of fear based on their own survival of their work, you know, their position, et cetera. So I feel like that's a bad culture. So it doesn't come from a uh, angle of greed. It comes from an angle of survival. Correct. Yeah. And in those situations, you can see like poor relationships, poor, Mm -hmm. but then what I love about the movie, right, is the head coach is trying to drive everyone to the same goal, which is to win. And the only way you can win is for everyone to be on the same page, working towards the same thing. And we talked about this at the very beginning about people stepping up to support others. And the only way a team really does that well is when the players take accountability for each other yeah and in the workplace you know people put things on management people put things on uh leadership um even executive leadership right people that aren't even in you know maybe one's office or anything but at the end of the day it is everyone else that needs to step up and either have each other's back or stab each other in the back Mm. and yeah in those scenarios you know, and I think about different levels of business that you and I have navigated. And I think about uh, positive work relationships and negative work relationships and toxic mm-hmm. work relationships. And I would say that whenever the consensus was having each other's back and stepping up, everyone's at their best. Yeah. And then as soon as it becomes about something else, it starts to fall apart. Yep. And it's one of my favorite things in relationships when it comes to work is because it's the only time where you can tangibly feel that you're on the same page Yeah, and you can see it in the communication. You can see it in the, um, healthy sense of urgency Mm -hmm. when it comes to communication or people stepping up, um, foresight. Or people step up in ways like, they, hey, they I know you're going to need this, so I got this for you already, yeah, et cetera, They et cetera. see it before you do, and exactly you're like, right. hey, man, heads up. Exactly right. You're heading the wrong direction. Exactly right. Yeah. And I mean, I bring all this up is just to say that when we do it right, I mean, it's fucking magic. Yeah. It is yeah. magic. And when it's It's, bad, it's so oh. hard, but it's so hard because everybody has every, their own things going on every day of their lives. That's and, right every day of their life is a new day. Like you always say, and you have no idea what can happen. You could get in a car accident on the way there, like not a bad one, but a fender bender. You get to work late and then 
you know, your car's all messed up and you're not having a good day and you are thinking about how much money you got to spend on fixing that thing. Yeah. And you're going into work in an environment where you're probably not that, that happy, like some days because, you know, and this is a really bad day. So you're probably not going to get the best out of that person. I agree. And that could happen in multiple or with multiple people. Right. And then you're hoping that they all can find a way to just still, you know, get to get along, work together. And it's a lot of stress, man. Yeah. It's, you know, those, those people, you know, that they, they have their own agendas, which is okay. Like you said, it's survival. It's not you. If you think about it as survival, it's much easier to take than thinking about it as greed. Cause I use that approach <clears throat> in hopes that when I communicate people where it gets hostile, it's like, look, if you need to know that I'm not here to take anything from you, I'm not here to take a role from you or anything like that. Right. We're just here. Yeah. So if you're in it right now, here's how I can help. Um, now I say that because that's my goal is that I want the harmony of our work so that we can hit right. next level shit. Right? right. But if you are dealing with someone whose only understanding about the work environment is their own uh, personal growth within that company, despite whatever it takes to do that. And you'll have to navigate those people. You'll have to navigate those things. But it goes back to that statement is if you do experience those moments, it's really hard to say to, sorry, it's really easy for me to stay, but difficult to actually experience is to know that it has actually nothing to do with you mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with anything that you are, or who you are. It's really about that person. Yeah. It's one of those things that we think we all navigate where a miscommunication feels like a personal dig, a personal jab, a personal <laughs> right. you know, cut, yeah. but like, they didn't mean it. Yeah, I didn't mean it. yeah, I didn't mean it like that. I like bet you, like, I bet you, I bet you, 89% of those situations are taken out Just of context, misunderstanding. How many times do you, how many times do you read a text and then you're like, oh, man, what? I can't believe they said it like that. Oh, and I then know. you show it to somebody else, like your wife, and, and they're, they're like, like, yeah, just sounds like, because they hear you different. in the yeah. text, right? Yeah, yeah. And oh, and I'm so glad you say that because yeah. that's a personal relationship. Yeah. So they know your tone. You yeah. laugh at me all the time <laughs> when I go, no, it's this, but I'm not saying it like. He's not mad. Yeah. He says it. It's the most, <laughs> it's the craziest thing ever. He says, he says something in response to your question because in the way that he yells at you, you think that he expected you to hear him the first time for whatever reason, he just wants to, he has no, um, no, uh, hard feelings against you or does not hate you because you didn't listen. It's just the way that he communicates. The second time he has to say something, it has to be loud and it has to be direct just because that's the way he grew up. That's it's not, it's not about like, that's exactly right. It's not about you not listening. It's about if I have to repeat myself, I'm, I, I have to say it loud and clear. And, and when it goes across, I'm like, oh, Jesus, the first like five years of my life, I'm like, man, this guy's kind of an asshole and uh, he doesn't hear her that well. And, uh, and then all of a sudden it was like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know me now. You're like, oh, this is just, 
if you need me to repeat myself so so that I don't have yeah. to repeat myself a yeah. third time, yeah. this is the level, this is the tone. It's true. Oh. <laughs> like Jay goes from really happy to a really big asshole in like two seconds. And then it was like, <laughs> oh wait, no, that's how just how he communicates. <laughs> wow, he's got a trigger. Uh, <laughs> don't make Jeremy have to repeat himself. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't say what? <laughs> that's actually I you know what's really funny about that? This is a only a small sidebar, but it does talk about understanding a person in relationships. So I always tell everyone at the end of yoga classes, you know, <laughs> the difference between a reaction and a response is a breath, right? <laughs> so every time I take a deep breath, everyone thinks, fuck, Jeremy's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm doing what I say so I can calmly... <laughs> You know, they react, fun. but just but the, the breath act, itself yes, now comes because, off as like, you're breathing now. Yeah. Well, because they say that I'm going to butcher this. It's opinions. It was like 75 to like 90% of communication is nonverbal. Yeah. So like 90% or okay, let's say 75, low end, 75% of our communication is nonverbal. Then you going, oh, and taking a breath. But it's, oh, sorry, sorry. It's not a breath. I mean, it's not, it's not a, uh, it's a, and he turns his head and you're like, Jesus Christ, was it that bad that you can't even say anything? You can't even say anything. You gotta, you're holding your breath so much that you have to breathe in. Are you willing to kill yourself for this? Oh man. And you're like, oh, okay. Man. And then you come back and you go, no, no, what? And then I'll go, no, uh, well, what I'd like for you to be able to do is this, yeah. that, and that. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. We're there. Yeah. <laughs> so when I do that to my son, I'm like, sorry, dad. Sorry. Yeah. But no, I didn't. Oh, man. <laughs> Laura yeah, me helps. Too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Laura helps me try to keep it, keep it soft and light. That's what she's here for. Oh, man. My Midwest angel. You. Oh, man. <laughs> yep. Thank God for our wives. Seriously. They allow us to come down here and just have a little conversation, have a couple sips of bourbon. We only drink one little glass because that's enough Agreed. on a weeknight these days. For those that have had the relationships with us and hanging out for longer nights with more bourbon, yeah. understand why. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to get into those relationships tonight. The ones with our wives. We're going to save that conversation for another day. Another day. But uh, to sign off, I will say um, there's no denying that we can only progress within the way we relate to each other. And you can see it in the states. Like post-pandemic, some of this us versus them mentalities. Like I feel like we're setting bad examples. But I will say, I also think that we're still trying to find our stride post all this mess and uh, to not lose our cynicism. Just open your eyes a little bit wider. Take a look in between some of the shadows. Hopefully you'll see some shades of light, some moments where people are actually doing right by each other and try to lean into more of those opportunities when you can have them. So that way you can keep that hope in your heart, man. Like yeah. we're still out here. Yeah. Like it's one of my favorite lines. Uh, Morpheus, Matrix baby, <laughs> you know, for 100 years, 
we've been fighting these machines and I remember what matters most is that we're still here. So mm. we've been fighting all these battles and trying to fix so many mistakes made and stumbles and falls and we're still fucking here. We're still here. Mm. So we can keep going. But we gotta do it together. Together. We gotta do it together. That's right, brother. Cheers. That's man. why we're Love here. You. Love you, man. Peace. Peace.